Hi, Chris. Christina, how are you? I'm great and in your records, how are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic and very excited, thank you. Excellent, well, today is a really uh, special, big special treat for all of you and for me because um, I am in his records right now. We both kind of felt called to do it because um, we're gonna do a quick follow-up session together and quick as in the hour, <laughs> that's quick for us. Right. And um, I think Chris has a lot of exciting things happening in his life that he has been working on for a long time. And this just shows, it proves that if you are working in the Akashic Records and you're working with your own spirituality, your own guidance, your own wisdom, <laughs> but also of divine sorts, that uh, you can do some really wonderful things. So um, Chris, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Well, yeah, I've got all the, the chills, you know, Christina, when we got together for one of my sessions uh, with you early April, the 2nd of April, right? Mm -hmm. And have a couple of retreats coming up, one that we were um, sponsoring and the next one, which I'm attending and very different experiences, but when the time that we spent in San Luis Obispo um, was challenging for us as a family, um, certainly challenging for my wife. But the one thing that I remembered was my connection to nature and how much I got from being in the foothills, uh, watching the sun, feeling the wind, watching the hawks, having the owls observe me, um, spending time with Kingston out there and just um, spending time under the oaks and feeling that, um, that, that energy. And I don't know that I'm gonna do any of this justice in terms of using my vocabulary, but when we came back to Santa Monica, one of the things that I had mentioned to Meredith and I love Santa Monica, it's great. And we're just a couple of minutes from the ocean, right? So there's, there's that nature, but that's an aspect of it. And for me, I've, I've felt this call, um, and this has been going on for a while now to just get earth under my fingernails. <laughs> Boy, did that happen this weekend. Um, during our session on the second, uh, we, we got a little bit of a sneak preview on some of the things that we were in store for while we were there. Um, one of the things that we talked about was the, the four, the four pointed star that burst through the earth and uh, divided it. And there's so much of the work that we did with Adam. And that is at this retreat this past weekend, that's just based on the elements. Um, particularly directionally, you know, the, everything starts with the sun comes up in the east and then it maps towards that and you follow it to the west and you greet the first lights, you greet the, greet the evening, uh, very powerful. So when we talked about this particular retreat and time together, the instruction for me was to absorb, right, and take it all in. I remember this well, because it was the last one. <laughs> to, to absorb. Uh, we were also visited by four spirits. <gasps> right. 
I remember that too. The one from Canada. <laughs> hey, <laughs> sorry, I'm just kidding. One from like Nevada, Arizona, and then two that were a little bit more local to the land that we were on um, south of here. And when I mentioned these spirits to Adam and described them a little bit, and he laid out to me how important it was and how this was brought to his family from the north. And there's this, um, this intertribal exchange of information and technology that's happened. So when I mentioned that, he's like, wow, that's really interesting. And he, he knows that he's connected for sure. He's a very, very strong, strong, strong man. But there's so many parallels and things. So I wanted to just validate that for you a little bit. Um, but there's a lot to be said. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's pretty cool. No, I mean, validation is fine as long as you uh, get something out of it. And I know you would, but also it's just really cool. But there's so much energy in, in being out in nature, you know, in the, um, I guess, the, the mountains there, what they called um, bobcat pass or something like that and um and just feeling it right and an example would be you know the day after we were in the sweat lodge and we built this thing we're in there like literally they they had by the time robin and i had gotten there they had branches from the willow tree that were near the spring um, already accumulated and picked so they're very supple and, and bendable but we're, we're peeling the the bark off of these 20 to 25 foot long um branches and that bark then soaks in water, right? And the willow bark is also medicine, right? And that's where aspirin comes from. Oh, and I did not know that. Everything has a bit of a connection. It was really interesting. And so then as we're, so we started off by, by tying the, the, the bark to the joints that made the sweat lodge. And someone had mentioned, well, why don't you have Chris and Robin go peel some of the bark off of this? All right, so we did that. I was having a hard time with the knots. So we went to go peel the bark off and you have to peel long strips and then soak them. And then once we were done and we had enough, you know, went back over there and I grabbed one and I just started tying it. And Adam looked at me and started smiling. He's like, huh, you remember how to do this, right? So it's like in order to really, really remember it, you start at the beginning, which was not tying it, but it was actually, you know, taking the bark off of the willow soaking it and then being able to use that. And it was a really, um, really interesting start. Like literally we came out of the car and next five minutes later, we're, we're filthy because we have hand and, or we have you know, dirt all over our hands. It was really beautiful. Um, but you can just feel the energy. Next morning, you know, we come out of the sweat and we wake up to greet the first light and about a 200 yards out, there's a boulder that you can see and there's this little white spot up there. Someone had noticed it, like, what's that? And like, I think it's a bird or a dove. Like, no, it's been still for a while. No, there was no sunlight, right? And typically when you see animals out there on a rock, they're in the sun. And this was in the shade watching us. I shit you not, the minute that we had the teepee constructed, that dove flew down and then circled us for about half an hour. That is incredible. Yeah. And so you knew I, we're- I don't doubt it a bit. Yeah. Um, incredible. And, you know, there's some, a couple of folks, um, someone in Adam's family had passed away. And then literally 
that morning, 2.53, someone was born, you know, in, in this community, right? So it was greeted by the sounds of the drums and the praying and smoke and, and the ceremony. Um, it was just a stunning, stunning, stunning um, time and opportunity. <sighs> so this was the birth of a, a child? It happened while we were there. Because you did text message. By the way, we saw we there was birth there mm -hmm. so that just kicked things off and i was thinking maybe birth of a cow or a deer or something this is a real kid real kid a real wow. baby. Was supposed to have been there the weekend before right arrived our weekend which um in the mayan calendar was uh is the, the the 13th day of the calendar and there's some significance there um but you know, it's funny, the, the father was there helping us build the, the sweat lodge and we got to talking and he's like, and what's your name? And I said, Chris. And he stopped and he looked at me and he's like, I've been waiting for you. He's like, we've met before. So that doesn't surprise me in my dreams. It doesn't surprise me. He's like, I was told you were coming. Okay. He's like, what's your last name? I said, McCann. He's like, well, I keep hearing Chestnut. I said, well, it could have been Chestnut. So other, I, I don't, I don't know, but it's Chris McCann right now. And that was it. he's like, we need to talk. He's like, I, I, I there's, I, there's something that you have that I, I, I need. And I was told that you're going to be here. He's an artist, you know, beautiful, beautiful little guy. He's like all of about four foot 11, right? I was able to pick him up and swing him around like a, like a, like my 14 year old, it was kind of fun. Uh, did you but swing him around? <laughs> I did, I did. Wow. The, um, we found out um, around 6 a.m. when when one of the, the members of the community came into the, uh, came into the teepee, into the fireplace and had let us know that, you know, that, that the child was born. And they're talking about the mother and, and all this and which was cool and i kept thinking well how's how's he doing right so when we finally we come out we finally had breakfast it's it's work right we're, we're basically in there in a meditative position for 12 or 13 hours just constantly going and going and going there's sore and, and, and tired but very very um fulfilled and what was interesting was that like I didn't have a, I didn't have a chore. I didn't have a job right then and there. He's like, well, I'm going to walk over to, to his house and, and see how he's doing. And so as I'm walking up the hill and I, I smell a fire going outside and he's just sitting on a bench in front of his house. And I was like, brother crow. And he's like, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> he's like, I, he's like, he's like, I kept wanting to go in. I'm like, no, I know he's coming. And we sat and talked, you know, and he's had, um, He's challenged. He has a 25-year-old son who was there and was visiting him uh, and his wife and his mother, right? And they have a, a strange relationship at best, which I can certainly relate to. And he, he just is having a challenging time with taking care of himself. And, and that's something I can certainly relate to, right? So as we just sat there, we talked and 
it was just a couple of things I was able to share with him and he just started crying and bawling. And it was, it was just this really cool moment where it's like if he and I never met again and I hope he got what he was looking for. Um, it was nice to be able to take what, what I picked up and had observed about myself in that particular ceremony, walk 50 yards and go apply it. It was beautiful. So thank you. Wow, I was hanging on your every word and they did chime in too. First of all, I do wanna say when I first opened your records, um, it was almost like they're waiting to see you share this information with me. Like, what was your take on it? Because energetically, they said they kind of already gave me the impressions I needed to tell you. So I already kind of knew the flavor of what it was going to be, even though perhaps I didn't put it into words, you know how that is. But um, so it's almost like they're like, well, like on the side, like waiting. And as you're talking about it, they're like, yeah, that's our guy kind of deal. It's very cute. <laughs> and so while you were speaking about the man, how do I say this in the words? Well, first of all, they, they made me write the word serving mm -hmm. instead of you should be serving, like you should serve or you will serve. It's like you're serving. It's like, kind of like it's kicked off from here. I mean, you have before, but now it's like really sunk in of what like your role is and you get it being told. Um, so let me try to describe what the feeling that they're giving me now. Please. So they're, they're showing me how the whole ceremony or the whole weekend worked really. And it wasn't that there were clear roles. It was, yeah, there were people in charge as humans, but really what was happening was this like, this grid of connection where the teacher, the student, the sage, the scribe, everybody was like changing roles all the time. So it was like that mix of people, it was just shooting back and forth in different elements. So the actual um, energy of whatever title or what you're supposed to be doing or the relationship, it was always flip-flopping. One minute you're a student, the next one you're teaching in yeah. an indirect way. So, and I'm seeing everybody, not just you got something yeah. like that, and yeah. including Adam, he learned too. Mm -hmm. And you're always learning. I mean, technically, uh, but yeah, it feels like a, who, who came there was supposed to be there for sure. Um, okay. So did you say that the, the guy, the four foot 11 guy was the father of the kid? Yes. Okay. Because it was very significant that his child was born that time. Yeah. Because it would not have, um, for his own spirituality or well-being, it would not have been as jarring as he needed as a birth is jarring and like very real and very tangent. Uh, uh, do you know kind of what I'm saying here? 
if it had happened the last weekend, that's fine. But because all of this happened at once, like he met you and whatever, because I'm being shown he had several aha moments and transformations himself. And then the fact that his baby was born all at the same time, it's like, this is going to be a lasting impression on his trajectory. So it was really good for him to have this all happen. And was definitely designed. So you were definitely called out specifically to um, assist. Isn't that incredible? Incredible. Yeah. It's incredible just feeling it. Right. I can't, I can't even put words to it. I lost your video, by the way. Oh, yeah. It, it just randomly goes out. I don't know what happens. I'm not doing oh, anything. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why it does that. Oh, I might yeah. have to hook it up in a minute. But anyway, um, yeah. That's what I got in your records right now. It's pretty incredible. I didn't know that. Um, if I was the Chris or not, right? But no, you were. I, they're saying, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but is he was really just kind of stunned by all the synchronicities. And as a man, you know, he's surrounded in this community by very strong um, yet vulnerable men. And when he he's like, yeah, he's like it was this. I said, look, dude. I said, it's great that you're helping, right? With the, with the sweat lodge and putting these things together, even though you weren't in ceremony. I said, but no one gives a shit about that. This is your job. Where you need to show up if you wanna stay here is exactly this type of conversation where you're real and you're vulnerable. And as I'm talking to him, I'm talking to myself, right? Of course. The, um, the overarching statement that Christina had given me, that you had given me going into this was to not just come from my heart space and absorb, but to come from that vulnerable part of my heart. So I made it a point um, for anything that was ugly or anything that I just don't talk about um, readily to just bring it up. And while we're sitting in the sweat lodge um, out of nowhere, because we're just, we have an ability to, opportunities to talk and share and the statement that I made was if anyone here feels, and you can't see anyone because it's just, it's blackout. Now there are just, you know, stones that are in the, in the middle, right. That are heated. Um, is if anyone gets the sense that I'm not being authentic or real, I want you to call me out on it. And it was, it kind of came out of nowhere, but it, it did set the tone because it also then helped me set the intention for what was going to follow the next day. And Robin and I, um, my friend Robin, we we um we slept in sleeping bags and stayed in the yurt. And she's like, "Yeah, it was kind of weird that you said that because I've never gotten the sense that you're anything less than authentic." And I said, "I don't know how to describe this, Robin, any any better than I'm just having a a challenge, like finding the right words to describe things. And I know that there's stuff that I want to say. I just don't. There's just some sort of dissonance between." what I feel and what I say. And I'm just, I haven't been able to just lock into that. She's like, okay, I get that. You know, the following day we're in, in the teepee, it was rough. Um, I haven't done anything like that. You know, sometimes when I do that sort of work, it's um, fireworks and astral projection and portals and, you know, other sentient beings and uh, et cetera. And that was not the case here. This was very, very, very different, very, very subtle, very soft, very gentle, very nuanced. But I felt sick for what could have been hours. 
you know, and it started off with six of us or seven of us um, in the original crew. And then right around, I guess it must've been around 11.30 PM. So we'd already been in there for a handful of hours. Two other folks walked in that are part of the community. And one of them, um, the female, which was great to have some more female energy in there other than Robin, for Robin's sake, um, but to have her in there, but her partner, um, just energetically, I was like, whoa, like it just changed my entire tone. And I was like, it was, it was rough. And, th and there's a lot of stuff came up out of that. And as I'm just, I'm staring into this fire and I'm just be careful what I share. But in my experience, you know, it's when he said that I can just, I can pick up on his energy. And that's one thing I certainly did realize this weekend is that I'm, I'm good at picking up people's intentions energetically. Like one person didn't want to be there. That was my sense. He was playing a role in this ceremony. And I'm like, he doesn't want to be here. And I was like, that sucks. Found out the next day that he actually didn't want to be there, but he stepped into this role and just was really strong, right? He, he played a, a key role and like, okay. So there's that validation, but this other guy was really suffering and his suffering was causing me to suffer. And so I spent some time, like literally staring into the fire and just investigating what's coming up for me. Like, I know it's not him, it's me, right? What's my relationship to all of this? And why is it making me feel this way? And, you know, Christina, I've had moments in my life where I've felt enlightened, right? Just everything just sits there and, and I know better, right? I know better than to pass judgment or to have thoughts that are a little bit darker. I'm like, meh, 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 meh. and it took me some time, you know, to work through that. Um, but where I ended up in that particular part of the ceremony was that it's okay to have those thoughts. There's, there are moments where I feel like I've transcended, you know, what's been previously available to me. And there are other moments where I have these very human reactions. It's like, what happens if I can just sit in that awareness of these things and try not to attach anything to them and just be with it? And when I got there and then I started to experience that being there rather than attaching any shame towards myself for feeling a certain way, it just lifted. I'm like, huh. So maybe it's, it is the, the, I call it good and bad, but maybe it is the, the light and the dark. And it is the, the, the birth and the dying and it's all of it. And then just being okay with it. When that happened, I, I it was um, a lot lightened up for me and I was able to start moving through things pretty rapidly from there on. And, you know, it's, I was offered the opportunities to speak and to pray and trying to find the right words. And I'd never done anything like this before. And it just, you know, it just didn't quite feel genuine or like locked in or, or right. And, and Adam was very, very gracious. The entire community is very gracious and supporting myself and, and Robin and others. You know, everyone was there and was doing their work. It was incredible. And then at some point, as I'm staring into the fire, I remember this situation that I had on an airplane a couple of years ago, before this 13 month retreat that we've all been on, <laughs> um, I was traveling you know, on a weekly basis. And 
I think it was in like a couple different countries in a couple of days, tired, exhausted. I had a sport coat on and I was flying so much I would just get the upgrades, right? So I was in first class and the stewardess walks up to me and I'm like, hey, Mr. McCann, how are you? You know, what can I get for you? Would you like something to drink? And I was like, I was like, I'll just take a, like a club soda or something. And she looked at me and she's like, that's not the voice I was expecting. Why don't you use your manly voice? And I was like, right. And I remember thinking, I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I've just, I've been on lots of flights the last couple of days. I'm just tired. And I'm like, okay. She's like, I just, I think the way that you come across is just not what I was expecting. I'm like, huh. All right. So I remembered that and it came out of nowhere. And I was like, holy shit. I remembered my voice. Wow. Using good words, right? Um, having integrity and those thoughts, those words and those actions. And I'm not referring to integrity as you know moral or ethical issues. It's congruency. And that when that happened, all of a sudden, my prayers became much more direct. The way I communicated the rest of the ceremony was much more direct. The way I was able to articulate my, my thoughts, my feelings, very clear, very clear. And had a chance to practice that with Brother Crow the following morning. Wasn't in the records or anything like that. It was just having a real conversation with a real person and listening and, uh, and helping. And it was, uh, it was an incredible experience. I, I, wow. Before the retreat, I would have thought that I, I assumed of course, that you were such an articulate person already. So for you to have that revelation and practice for the weekend of really, really speaking from your core, and uh, that's that's really something that I'm interested to see you grow from because I think that's a really big piece unlocked. You know, I can't wait to start writing again. Well, okay, so I have some notes <laughs> from the other side. So yeah, um, now because I'm like, why didn't you bring this up before? Okay, because they were like, well, he didn't know what it was before. Like now he's aware of things. So we'd like to say it now. I'm like, okay, here's what they say. So you can't always be the stone and they want to emphasize expression. And they show me a glimpse, you know, the, right now it's real popular, those rage rooms, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, rage rooms. Showing me uh, you physically expressing, expressing as in relieving yourself um so can't always be the stone it, it really it, and i asked more about that i'm like what do you mean by that because they're like well he is a, a very deep man he does express emotion but it's more of the emotions that he has for others versus himself so Perhaps you are the figure of positivity for others, but really you're ignoring something about yourself. So 
they just want to say that physically expressing that uh, would be uh, to your benefit. Mm-hmm. So not just like a walk. Um, I, because I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, you know, they showed me the rage room or they showed me just um, even just a meditation where you clench parts of your body and then let them go. But then also I see boxing and like kicking and martial artsy kind of thing. Um, just really like being able to move your body into something where there is a, like a tightness pressure and then release, you know, like something that that's really good for your energy. So they do want to recommend you do something even just in that direction and see how you feel. And you don't have to feel bad to do it. They said it can be an exercise, you know, cause you know, you're used to gentle yoga, but there's something about this kind of movement of this like big and then release and then pressure and release that, um, that would really benefit in, um, in practice. And masturbation doesn't count. No, that does not count. Already asked about that too. <laughs> they're like that's just one place. <laughs> they're they're looking for more of your your other appendages, like really like or I don't know, just sharp and don't go out and hit a bunch of people. But you know, I would no. And see, that's what scares me because I, I have um I, I do have that ability to enrage pretty quickly. But you need to express it. So maybe boxing, maybe, I don't know, you know, the answer would be in you. They don't want even want to tell you the answer because it's kind of, you got to figure out how to get that done for yourself. Yes. No, I get it. That makes sense. Uh Uh-huh. And, but you respond well to it. That's why you get so enraged is because you, you need to move that energy. There's a reason people get enraged. There, there's a buildup, there's a blockage Mm -hmm. and yeah, gotta be released. Otherwise, it just kind of, they're showing me like pushed aside and calcify. Kind of. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Pretty incredible. Very much. I'm looking forward to writing again. I feel, yeah, I feel like this is a big turning point for you. Especially uh, the other news about yourself that you told me today, which you don't have to disclose, but that was, that's, that's big. That's a big cornerstone right there. Hmm. Yeah, it's time. It's time. And, and to your point around being a little bit more firm with myself and I had my, my um, weekly call with my team and I don't think they've heard that tone from you before. It was good. It felt good. And it felt. So you've you know, already done that. Yes. Oh, okay. And was it a completely different outcome than usual? Dead silence. Amazing. Did you feel as opposed to before, do you, did you feel a lot more satisfied? Like, oh my gosh, that was it. Then maybe inside of yourself before needed to be said. And I'm okay now, today, 
with that sort of um, tone. Not everything can be meditated away. Very true. There's a place for action. Uh, there's a place for activism. And I, I think that I can do a really, really wonderful job of blending spirituality with activism. How clear you are, my goodness. I've seen it, like what this looks like. I know you mentioned like blue jeans and a, and a white like top. Yep, I, frequently, I think. Yeah, I was talking to one of the folks there and he's like, so younger guy, 35, really wonderful, wonderful young man. And he's like, so what does that look like for you? And I said, well, it's not like spiritual material materialism. There's a place for that, but I'm not gonna walk around wearing a tunic and a bunch of necklaces. So I think I can get away with this. I'm doing blue jeans, a white t-shirt, and a straw cowboy hat. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? It just feels good. So, Adam, how's he doing? I'm just curious, because we did have him on the show. <laughs> we did. You know, he's he's really well. I'm, I'm blown away by him as a, as a human. Um, he's his daughter was there so his daughter's role and she's in her early 20s was to take care of us um, she prepared all the food in a very traditional way so the buffalo the corn the berries and she fed us uh, but to watch the bond and, and the love that those two have for each other and particularly embracing um, native and traditional ways um, was just a wonderful thing to see he He's very human, of course, right? And has had his own challenges over the last year and just trying to make things work uh, and being able to support him uh, even more than I think what he was expecting to be supported in uh, meant an awful lot. And I think you know what I mean by that. Yes, I remember. And really clear communication, right? So when you do that kind of work, um, so I, I had covered the cost on a few different items leading into it. And then there's a certain amount that we were going to contribute you know, to, to him uh, and the rest of the community because it takes, there's people that are involved in supporting this. And before we were, it was the afternoon where after we had done, we had completed building the teepee or raising the teepee. And it was like, hey, so let me talk to you for a second. And I said, I wanna just, I wanted to square this, square this away. I said, here's what I've paid so far. Um, here's what you're looking for. And I said, it's 2,500, 20, right? And he's like, yeah, it's 2,500. I said, good. I said, I want to get this done before we go in so that we're clean and we're clear and we can just focus on the task at hand. You don't have anything sitting in the back of your head. And I don't have anything sitting in the back of my head and we can just go. And just the way he looked at me, you know, just almost teared up a little bit. He's like, wow. He's like, I, I really appreciate you talking to me like that. And, um, and being able to use those words. So it was just another um, opportunity to just communicate clearly and concisely and with conviction, um, man to man, and be able to do that. Other, and as we were leaving um, Sunday, he's like, uh, Chris, he's like, this exceeded expectations. He's like, I knew it'd be good. He's like, but, 
He's like, this was great. You know, everybody that was there got what they were, what they came for. And his ability to, he was basically doing four or five roles because we had a skeleton crew, right? It was a small group. And his ability to facilitate and hold space uh, and, and bring some levity to it as well, right? And humility and grace was awe-inspiring. You know, I learned a lot about reverence and honoring um, folks and process and traditions. You know, everything there had a purpose. Everything was being used or reused or recycled or what it may be. And I'm very proud that I can call him my friend. He, um, we had a lot of strong men that were there. Strong women are my jam, right? That's, those yeah. are my, right? But for a long time in my life, I had a hard time building relationships with men, particularly strong men, because my fear is that they could see through me and see what a fraud I was. Oh, imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not, a, not fraud today, because I'm going back in time. Yeah, right. I was about to say, <laughs> just be clear. Yes. Um, but I, I'm able to make eye contact with people and, and, and lock eyes and, and look deeply, you know, with understanding and compassion and sincerity. And while I was challenged by a couple of the men that were there, and it was all love, for sure. Um, one in particular, right? Um, but he gave me an opportunity to see myself and that I'm, I'm really grateful for that. It was, it was good. I know there's a lot, there's a lot there for me. So there's, there's just never any arriving, right? There's just always something. The things, that, the things that came up for me were really interesting. And um, I spent a lot of time thinking about the, the son that I gave up for adoption a number of years ago. And, and, and cleared that up and talked about it freely and openly. Um, and saying thank you, right? Because that agreement that he and I made, and I'm sure at a human level is not easy, but at a soul level, um, gave me an opportunity to liberate myself. And I'm very grateful for that. Liberation, that, that word right there sticks out to me. Yeah. The whole weekend, liberation. Well. It was um, looking forward to doing it again. We're going to pull something together in July. We have, oh. you know, looked in September and another for December, and we'll spend some time this weekend. But there's, there are many, many paths, many, many ways. I'm on my path. You're on your path. Adam's on his path. Robin's on her path. The other people are on their path. But walking paths together. Right. Even though they may be a little bit more individual, yet being able to support and do that in community and, and take care of each other in very um, honorable and, and real ways using, you know, good words, good thoughts, good heart. It's a good way to be. There's quite a few indigenous people that were there. And so we got a little bit of an education, right? And wow. something that stood out, which was really interesting was how fortunate the indigenous culture was, you know, Native Americans from all the way from Canada through Central America. Um, 
had at least a 5,000 year head start before the Europeans arrived so that they could take all this technology um, and science and astro astronomy and embed it and deeply root it so that it wasn't lost. So while, you know, the, the Huns are attacking whatever and, you know, the, um, the Druids are, are being, you know, eradicated, you know, the, the other half of the world was left alone for all intents and purposes. So fortunately for us, by the time the Europeans came over and, you know, decimated it, a lot of that stuff was already hard coded. And there was actually a lot of gratitude for that. And at least they had more time. And the, the beauty of it is like, could you imagine if it happened a little bit differently where the Europeans came over maybe a few hundred years later Ooh. and were able to a little bit to integrate a little bit more deeply with some of these other ways, you know, where would the world be today? It was a really interesting thing to just think about. Um, but there certainly is a place for it now. There's a reason why these traditions and sciences have maintained and there's a place for, for both, but it seems like a pretty good way to live. I do, I, I'm being shown right now that everything that you're saying, yeah, you're right. And I'm seeing that things have started to shift for them as a, as a whole, because now, because a long time, like not too long ago, it was like, disappearing you know because of europeans and this is like for the past 500 years right that all of this has been happening and that it's almost all like it was almost all erased but now i'm seeing that there is an upswing to this so people are paying more attention and if they they aren't now people are going to start paying more attention and they're going to realize the value and the connection and the wisdom that they have. So you know how they're bringing this to mind, you know how everybody says, oh, I'm German. I'm talking about Americans, right? right. Oh, I'm right. German, I'm Russian. And really they're not really Russian, Russian, usually. I'm not saying that you're not Russian people, but you know, we're all, I'm a huge mix of a lot of different backgrounds. I, I can't say that I'm one or the other, but people like to say that so there are a lot of people that don't have any Native American blood by being shown that doesn't matter because we're all connected and we're all connected through the energy of the earth in which we stand. So these things still affect you and they're still a part of you, even if you don't have 0.001% of blood of any kind of Native American lineage inside of you. So it's kind of beautiful to see how this is all connected and that it is important and it is important especially for people who who live here but don't um they don't have any connection um ancestral like direct lineage right so yeah that's going to change in in the next 100 years i'm saying like gradually. So we're, we're already starting to see there is some more awareness. And also uh, it took a, a while also to get the indigenous children on board because a lot of them lost hope mm -hmm. in the last 150 years even. And 
but now it's like this kind of new generation coming in sent by the ancestors of the land themselves i'm kind of feeling that energy right now handpicked souls that have now been incarnated and things are changing the younger people are having uh there are very active and having a shift in mindset and tradition and they really want to make sure that the human the human side of things doesn't forget it, it, and when you said that things are set in stone from 5,000 year head start, it's very true because it will always exist, but the humans can't really cut it out and forget altogether. It's always going to be around. It's just, it's still there. So in the, yeah. trees, in the land is in the grass. It's in the birds. It's in the, uh, the, the cats. It's, it's everywhere. Because for anyone doubting what I'm saying, I mean, think about it from this standpoint, we got everything to distract us. I sleep with a fan on at night, so I don't hear noise. I mean, of course I live in a city. I'm sure you have like noise canceling things happening in your house, TVs, radio, you know, you're listening to music in your, in your earbuds and things like that. Like everything is so intrusive on life now. But remember, just imagine, and you can imagine very well, wherever you are right now, close your eyes and just feel and, and imagine that you are just sitting in a field and, and that's the way it was a long time ago. You, you hear the wind, you hear the grass singing, you hear, you smell the trees making something and pollinating you smell that you you can feel it you can it, you can detect that that's happening because you're quiet and you're still and you're connected you don't have all this inundation of planes flying around and cars going by you don't have all of that so your senses are heightened and enlightened so to speak there's a, a lot of information out there. And I remember as a kid reading Siddhartha, you know, Herman Hesse's book. And like, I want to talk to, I want to talk to streams. I, mean, I want to be able to communicate with trees. Yep. Well, here awesome. we are. You did it. Yeah, yeah, right. And you know, everything that I just said, that was not me. <laughs> that was like kind of sent, like said through me. So just want to make that clear. Because um, we do have an importance, Chris, not just us, but a lot of other people. I'm not saying that everybody has a podcast, but in so many different media and so many different things that there's a reason that this information is starting to seep out and be channeled and be uh, pushed to the front. It wasn't lost on, on either Robin or I, and I don't want to speak for her, but that we were the two gringos there, right? Um, and you have a couple of blonde-haired, blue-eyed, you know, folks that are in here. Um, there's a responsibility that comes with that. There's, there's, there are roles for us to play in, in helping to bridge these two worlds. I remember when you had... Adam come and join us for a session and he communicated his transmission to everybody. This was last July. I remember it was July something. I don't remember exactly, but 
he was telling us all these things and on my mind had been you know native americans indigenous for a little bit just here and there in the past year before before adam came on but then when adam was on it really started to move the the cranks and the wheels in my head and ever since he came on things have changed a lot for me in that respect i am a little bit more um shifted in focus towards that area and i'm very curious and i do feel that there is a lot to be said from my standpoint on what i'm about to do and i think you know that actually even though i'm in your records i'm kind of being told i should document as i go along because this will be inspirational and and draw up attention that other people can have this interest and they should have this interest in um what apparently i'm about to go through too yeah. and i do want to bring up remember i told you the four guys yeah. and re remember what they told me at the end yes they said we're here if you want to talk to us we would love you for you to talk christina i was like oh okay <laughs> i haven't done that yet but i i can kind of sense they're here again yeah. and they're just kind of witnessing and watching and who knows they probably were feeding me some of this information that i'm yeah. saying <laughs> yeah. Right now. yeah and uh but yeah i'm i'm probably going to do that when the time is right and i will feel when that's right and i feel it's coming up yeah, that's, I wanted to thank you for helping me prepare for this. Oh. Uh, it just wouldn't have been the same without our time together and, and just getting me into a good place where I could be vulnerable and open and um, accepting and just absorbing, right? So it was, it was a, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful prep session that we had. So thank you again. Uh, well, I, I always say that the gratitude is just off the charts for what you give me and and that you let me in on this journey it's so exciting to see you chris you, i think i talked about it last time you you just you're transforming in front of my eyes but yet you're just discovering your essence that's all you're doing really that's it and i know why now i felt that i was going to have to open your records and you told me to open your records it's because those spirits wanted a way into the conversation I get it now because it wasn't really about you. It was just making sure I was open and probably you too, to having them stop in because yep. they knew this conversation was going to happen and it relates to them and it's near and dear to their hearts. So thank you guys for stopping by and being here. Yes. Thank you for supporting Adam and the rest of the community uh, over the weekend. It was not, it was not unnoticed. It was very strong and, um, just them coming in and out of the, the teepee. Like, yeah, I could just kind of like out of the corner of my eye, I could just like see things sometimes. It was like, you know, entities moving in and out and around and it was um, They're very- They're showing me now what it looked like. <laughs> very subtle, right? Like them around, like it was kind of interesting. And I can actually see regalia. I can't draw it. If you gave me a pencil, I couldn't do it. Yeah, there was a lot of things happening. Cool. It was a beautiful, beautiful weekend. And do it again. Well, thank you, Christina King. Um, next week or next podcast, we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming. We'll have another guest. Let's do this. All right. Well, you have a great night and thanks again. I love you. Love you too. Bye.